Kelda, you're listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. I'm your host today, Compass. I use they them pronouns and I'm here with Hello, hello. I'm Shay. I don't really care what pronouns you use, but we'll go with they them just for this circumstance. Yeah. How are you doing? I am slightly stressed. Oh but yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a constant state of half stress, you know, of like I'm I'm chilling, like I'm breathing because that's you know, my I feel like my my usual emotion is just chill, but there's always like half stress underneath that that I just ignore. You know? <laughs> Can I have that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like almost always stress, 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 stress. Yeah. Oh wait, there's nothing here. Now I'm stressed because I have to do more things. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's very hot today. Like the last um I. Like, yesterday, it was raining. It was pouring it down in Wellington. Um, But the days around that have been so unbelievably hot. It's so annoying. Yeah. Like, it's good for the plants and stuff, because they go from dehydration to sudden hydration. But for us, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I was walking around town while it was, like, pouring it down. I was like, this is not how I wanted today to go. (laughs) I left home, and I was um, welling my bike to the office so I could, like, pump it up and fix it up and stuff yeah. and I got caught in the wind and rain no going down and up hills <sighs> ouch it was fun ouch yeah we've become like a, a casual radio show that just talks about the weather oh gosh <laughs> yeah <laughs> and your weather report for today is <laughs> yeah um yeah so this episode what we're going to be talking about is sort of like a survival guide and air quotes about um being rainbow and like going through the holidays of like maybe going home to see family or just like not having a routine anymore which completely it like devastates me it's it's crushing and scary and you just hobble along not knowing where to go just hobble along just trying um I guess maybe a good place to start would be, like, what do you normally do for your holidays? Like, what does your usual holidays look like? And then on top of that, we can break down what you do to survive it. Honestly, my my typical thing is I don't have holidays. When I have breaks, I go into school or uni and try to find things to do because I can't function without doing that. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I like to be really busy all the time as well. Yeah, um, I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just constantly busy. But also, I'm the sort of person that doesn't go out looking for busyness. See, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so I tried to do summer school once, and it just did not work, like at all. Yeah. Um, my usual holiday is sort of like I go from having a super busy, like, and really strict routine to having absolutely nothing. Mm. And then I'll get like two days into it and I'll be like, oh, I haven't seen anyone for two days and I haven't done anything for two days. I wonder why I'm so sad because I'm the most extroverted person I know. Yeah. So, um, and I, 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 I do Christmas with my family, so... Mm. Dealing with my family is sometimes tough. Oh gosh, yeah. yes. You also have another culture entirely that you go to. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. Oof, yes. My, my German culture, my German heritage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's a, what does Christmas look like to you? Like, do you do a, uh, like a, a typical Christmas, I say, in quotation marks? Or do you have, like, you know, any cultural things that you do? Or something like within your family or your group that you do? So I haven't really experienced Christmas since I was a kid. My mother was the Christmas spirit. So oh, yeah. Since I feel like I'm dropping a bomb and making yeah, it yeah. sad by saying this, but since she died, I kind of hasn't, haven't really had a Christmas, so yeah. to speak. Um, I feel like there's always one family member that's really into Christmas and sort of like brings the rest of like the family along. I yeah. guess. I don't know. She was kind of the one that made sure that we did something. Yeah. But after that, it was kind of just like a, oh, it's another day of the year. Yeah. Oh, there's specials on suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Until like two years ago when I spent Christmas for the first time with my brothers and sisters. And that was weird being with family mm. and having like people eating and happy. Yeah. So I don't know. Usually Christmas for me is 
trying to find someone to be with so I'm not just miserable. Yeah. That sounds so sad. Yep, I feel like that's a, like a lot of people's experience though because Christmas is so often like centralized around like your nuclear family family mm. which is like makes it kind of hard when maybe like your chosen family goes home to their um like their biological family and you're just like sitting there like oh what do I do? What do yeah. I do now? I mean last year at 128 or the GMA center yeah. before they moved. Um, we did like a little queer Christmas thing for everybody who didn't have like a family to go home to or a place. So we had people from overseas come. We had people from queer families who weren't so accepting come. Yeah. And then some of us who just literally had nothing to do came along. And yeah. we all ate and watched stuff together. Oh, it's so nice. Hopefully they do it again this year. Do you know if they are? I don't know if they can because one to it's like no longer the place oh, yeah. for them anymore yeah so yeah, hopefully ugh. that'd be great i'd love that yeah i know job owls having a birthday thing right before it yeah it's gonna be something <gasps> cute cute bow bow yeah happy 21st when it comes yeah <laughs> yeah um my christmas i'd say is pretty like because i i'm german so we do a german christmas what um, is a german christmas um pretty much like um, so I feel like I need to explain my family for this to make sense of my, my dad's side of the family is Scottish and my mum's side of the family are all German. So we do like German traditions of like, we have Glühwein, which is, um, like it's mulled wine with oh, like yeah. a lot of like fruits and stuff in it. And it's so nice. And like, you've got to do it homemade, like especially here in New Zealand, they do not do it justice. Um, And we also, yeah, we we celebrate on Heiliger Abend, which is, like, it just means holy evening. Um, So we celebrate Christmas on the 24th instead of the 25th. Yeah, Um, which basically just means that we have the 25th to just chill out, which is nice. Um, But (laughs) my Scottish side of the family, like, the thing with Scots is that we're very confrontational. (laughs) So it's sort of that thing of, like, me and my brothers will maybe be, like, joking around and suddenly my dad will be like, stop it, Christmas is over. And then we we just chill for, like, an hour and then we come back. But it's sort of, like, that thing of, like, <laughs> we'll all argue, then we'll chill out for an hour and then we'll come back and the cycle repeats. So it's, like, it's a very strange Christmas. <laughs> wow, you're literally, like, living three different worlds. <laughs> It's a, it's quite, uh, I have a fun time, like, picking through, like, all of my traits and characteristics and being like, oh, that's Scottish, that's German, that's Kiwi. You know, that makes a lot of sense of your personality on a day-to-day basis now. <laughs> yeah. It makes a lot more sense just hearing that one piece. Yeah, there. yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, I'm also an Aries, which I feel goes hand-in-hand with being a Scot, so. Partially. Yeah. We're very chaotic. You could also be Gemini. You think I could be a Gemini? You you go from crazy outgoing to suddenly. Ah, uh. uh, oh, that's fair. That's fair. I can see that. I've I have like a so many of my friends I've just found out are Gemini's, and it's it's throwing me off a little bit. <laughs> I was like, I don't have any Gemini friends, and then it turns out like half of them are Gemini's. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> This is really a queer Christmas talk because we went to Star Yeah. <laughs> See, the, the, at the beginning of the years, um, the years, at the beginning of this year, I knew nothing about star signs. I really? knew that, yeah, I knew that Aries were kind Aries is, were kind of chaotic mm-hmm. and that was it. And then like in the last two months, I've just been like gone from knowing nothing to reading random people's star signs to them while I'm at work, which is like, it's a, it's a wild time. It's a lot of fun. I mean, literally, if you look at any cartoons and look at the characters that are associated with being fiery hotheads, they're probably Aries. Yeah, probably an Aries. Yeah, probably. 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 Yeah. Possibly Scorpio or Leo. Yeah. Yeah. See, um, I have a Leo moon, so I feel uh, like, yeah, yeah, I'm just... But I also have a Capricorn rising, which I feel like makes sense. I'm yeah. so sorry to everybody that's listening. <laughs> I'm so sorry. If yeah. you're listening, you're probably queer, so you probably yeah. are on board yeah. with this. Yeah, if you're not queer and into star signs, I'm sorry, but this is not the show for you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? Christmas. We had the notes right there. Yeah, we were talking about Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is, it's, a, it's sort of like a weird Christmas, but I'm very used to it. Um, 
but also I only moved here when I was about um, seven or eight. Um, so I have like a, a lot of memories and I've spent quite a few Christmases back over in Europe. Mm. So I have like a, a weird thing of like, I very much associate Christmas with like staying indoors all day and it being like, you know, putting on the fire and it's oh, snowing true. out. And then, you know, if we're in Germany, going to a Weihnachtsmarkt or something like that and like just... You know, it being very chill. How is the difference between, like, seasonal Christmases for you? I feel like over in Europe, I think it's just because so much of Christmas is based around it being winter. Yeah. Of, like, all of the, the songs are about it, except those, like, those ones where they take Christmas carols and they turn them Kiwi. Of, like, they, they, they're, like, you know. I, yeah. I can't think of any, but they're, they hurt me. They hurt me. But I mean, they they feel like inside. kids' pop versions of Christmas oh, songs. Gosh. Here we go. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would say I definitely, it definitely feels more chill over in Europe because it's sort of like everybody's, like, you know, it's very calm, whereas here it's sort of that thing of everybody's really hot and everybody just wants to go outside because most of the time it's sunny. And so I feel like there is that weird difference that, my family keeps on flip-flopping between. Yeah. Yeah. As someone who's only lived in New Zealand and has only literally grown up in, like, Wellington, it's kind of normal for me to see, well, now that technology is in the picture, maybe less so. But prior to everybody getting technology for Christmas, it was normal for barbecues to happen or mm. to have, like, fish and chips at a park and kids being playing with their new bouncing balls or something. Now that technology is there, it's, like, people go outside to play on the new Pokemon Go app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do find that really interesting of, like, sometimes for Christmas, like, uh, over in Europe, we would get things that were, like, designed for summer. I'm like, mm. oh, okay, so now we have to wait, like, six months to be able to use this. Yeah. Which is so sad, you know? You just want to use your presents right away. Yeah, although something you guys have over in Europe that we don't hear is the idea of hot drinks being nice. The idea of a nice cup of cocoa by the fireplace for Christmas is ingrained in us, but we're, like, crying inside. Oh, my gosh. I, I, see, I really love hot drinks. I will drink hot drinks any time of year. Of, like, even if it is in the middle of a heat wave, I'll just be like, I'm going to get myself a coffee. I'm going to get myself, like, a glue van or something like that. I will drink hot drinks any time. I don't know if that's a superpower or if you're just insane. <laughs> Yeah, who knows, who knows. Maybe a bit of both. <laughs> We're queer. Yeah. Probably a bit yeah. of both. Yeah. And I find, like, Christmas can be a really weird time of year, um, just sort of in that sense of capitalism goes off. Yeah, you know? it does. Of, like, I, I see all of this stuff around that is, like, half price or something, and I'm like, that would probably break within two weeks because it's just and it's just sort of, I don't like that aspect of Christmas, of it being a time where businesses get to make loads of money off, like, I don't know, a tradition. I don't know. Yeah, because there's so much emphasis that are, that's placed on gift giving now. Mm. It's kind of become an expectation that if you're not going to get someone the best, best gift, you get them multiple little gifts. Yeah. And I guess in terms of companies preparing for a Christmas season it's good to know like throughout the year what people are and aren't wanting yeah but it's also really not good and I'm not going to go into my sustainability rant even though that's my summer paper right now (laughs) that's another time yeah yeah I agree with that so much though of like there is this expectation that you're going to get everybody in your life a present which I'm just like I really suck at gift giving of like I cannot get people gifts unless I know really specifically what they like. Of like, I I got a, a friend of mine um, through Inside Out. We bonded over how interesting we find diseases. Interesting. Yeah, diseases are so interesting. Let they me tell are, you. But it's also yeah. really random. It's a, it's very strange, and I um was really excited when I found out we both were interested in that, which I should have guessed because they're, a, like, a bio major. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, so I got them, like, these these really, like, sized up plush diseases. 
And I was like, this is the most perfect gift I've ever gotten anybody. But you try and like, I try and buy a gift for somebody that I'm like, oh, I don't really know what you would want. Mm. And everything falls to pieces. And I'm just like, oh gosh, no. So. See, my way around all of this consumerism culture and all of this, I'm not sure what to get people is, one, what do they need? Mm. Two, what is something that they would like? And three, how much can I spend or should I just make it? Yeah. More often than not, I'll just draw a picture and write a letter. Yeah. If I'm really not sure, I'll get them food. That's such a good idea. Of like, even if they don't like the food, somebody else is going to like it. Yeah. It can be sharing food for your, I don't know, event that you're having. Yeah. Or it can be food for cooking. Mm. That's such a good idea. That's so good. Hashtag growing up poor. Yeah. Find ways around the consumerism. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a title of this episode. <laughs> Finding a way around consumerism. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I think as well, um, for a, another friend's birthday, um, at, at Shiftui, we have this, this like tradition of writing warm fuzzies of like everybody just has an envelope and you write them little notes throughout shift and just leave them there. And then after shift is over, they have just like a whole bunch of really nice notes from people. Mm. So I made my friend just like an envelope full of warm fuzzies just from <laughs> me and it cost me nothing, but it was so nice. And it gets yeah. treasured forever as well. Yeah. It doesn't get thrown out. It's like, this is a memory which I'm going to hold on mm. to. True, true. Yeah. I also gave them like one of my baby pictures because I was just like, this would be really funny to include. I mean, fair. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I want to burn any baby photo of me, but... I would... See, I was a really cute baby, so I can't even be mad. <laughs> you might be slightly biased. Yeah. <laughs> I look at myself in any context and I'm like, wow, I'm a really cute baby. <laughs> <laughs> I am your gift. Yeah. I. You can just look at me for a little while. You're welcome. <laughs> Take a picture. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, my, my Uma over in Germany, she has, like, she's, I have to say, she's probably one of the most organized people I know, which is very on brand for Germans. Um, but er- at the end of every single year, she makes a scrapbook of, like, pictures. And my, the entire side of my German, my entire German side have been really into taking photos and documenting stuff. Mm. So we have pictures going all the way back to, like, 1930s. So, um... But at the end of each year, she makes, like, a scrapbook of what happened in that year. So we have, mm. like, we have scrapbooks about, ye- like, all of the years since we were born, which is so cool. You guys are literally going to have a home library full yeah. of memories to pass down. We do, actually. We have a small room that is filled with, like, um, you know how when you you when you have film pictures, they put them in, like, little, like, plastic oh, yeah, containers yeah, yeah. so you can put them in a slideshow? We have an entire room filled with those. Um, so that was my childhood, was just watching slideshows of my family. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. That's actually a good idea. And that's Except precious. film is really expensive. I would love to carry on the tradition, but it's so expensive. It is. Yeah. I, th- I feel is. like I should con- carry on the tradition. I feel like it'd be fun. Maybe when you have, like, a, a steady income. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the ability to do this Not to at me, Shay. Not to at me. <laughs> hey, I can't talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally writing people letters for their Christmas gifts. Yeah. Because I can't afford to print out these amazing works of art for people. Mm. Yeah. Which I feel like is really... I don't know. I've, I love getting a good letter. I don't know. Maybe I'm a narcissist. I just love <laughs> the hearing people say nice things about me no i i feel like gifts are such um cards are a really wholesome way of like showing your appreciation for people but not the cards that just say merry christmas have a good christmas and a happy new year from (sighs) insert name here yeah oh my gosh yeah those kind of cards rubbed me the wrong way i'm like you spent five dollars on that and like it would have been better if you had just not you know of like just write something nice you know could have gotten a box of chocolate and I would have yeah. treasured that more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did we just spend like 10 minutes talking about presents? I think so. Yeah. Wow. We really can talk about anything. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, so I guess like talking about how to survive, again in quotation marks, of like what are some like 
maybe when you're interacting with like your whanau, like anyone who's around you for Christmas, like how do you set up boundaries or do that sort of thing, especially if they're not great with your name or your pronouns or anything like that? Do you have any like top tips for that? Um, for me, I tend to try and stay around people who at least understand mm. um, what I am identifying as. So for me, that would be my cousins and my brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, some aunts and uncles are a bit different, but if I stick with my brothers and sisters, I know that no matter what happens with like the older generations, they're still going to honour and do what they can to make everything run smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just having, like, that small support network around you really makes a big difference, eh? Yeah. Or at the very least, just having, like, a friend that you can complain to the entire time Mm. and you guys can both complain about, like, annoying little things that you're both going through. It's so therapeutic. It's so (laughs) therapeutic. Yeah. I am the person my friend comes to about her family dramas every Christmas. And I'm spending Christmas Day this year with her. So I'm going to be there in person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so nice. But it's okay, because now her parents know that she's bi. Yeah. Family. Mm, Mm. A little bit hesitant, but it's okay, because I'm quite obviously queer. I will happily wear this Challenge Transphobia t-shirt to the Fijian Indian Christmas and be like... If you have a problem with her, have a bigger problem with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so nice to just be able to be somebody's, like, support person. Mm. Yeah. And I can, like, absolutely, like, totoko what you're saying of, like, just having one person to bitch to is <laughs> so, so good. It helps Who's so the lucky much. person? Um, is it going to be Charles? Oh, Charles. My homoplatonic Charles. <laughs> um it probably will be. I don't think it was last year. I think it was a, another friend of mine um, who I, I chit-chatted to. Um, but I feel like it's that thing of you find people that are sort of just like both maybe having a tough time with their family and then you just like talk about it and exchange like that, which yeah. I find very useful. And to be honest, sometimes it actually makes your Christmas if you're both going through the same shitty things. And it's like, even though you're only communicating through technology, yeah, you're sharing a Christmas together still. Mm. Oh, that's so cute. That's and so also, cute. if you're, if you're from in my case, because I often give letters and stuff, um, they always have something more physical and meaningful mm. to go back to as well. Yeah, which is so nice. Yeah, it's actually kind of crazy to me that um, Christmas is around again because um, my name, I've had my name for nearly four years now. It's been a, it's been a weird while. Um, but last Christmas was like on Christmas Day or on our Christmas Day, so the 24th, <laughs> um, was like the day that I put my foot down and I was like, you call me by my name or I do not respond to you. Ooh. So it's going to, I think it's going to be really nice to get to like an entire year later and my entire family is being really really good with my name of like it 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 took quite a long time of like it took them months to you know not absentmindedly call me by my dead name or yeah um, my dad was pretty bad with it as well he like really liked to wind me up about it as well um which was like not ideal but when I realized that if you just ignore him, he's like a, he, you know, he stops it. Um, so it's been really nice the, these last couple months where they've really gotten, I've, like, it's become a part of their habitual language to call me by my name. Mm. Um, and it was really nice, actually. The um, On Saturday, I think it was, like, my dad full-on called me by my name in front of, like, his church friends that Ooh. were over for dinner. And I was like, ooh, ooh, it felt so good. I actually remember that point last year. You completely changed all your social media to Compass. Yeah. And I was thinking, hmm. Yeah. This is a big move. Yeah. It was sort of that thing of, like, I changed my name on Facebook, and then Facebook made me change it back. Of, like, they were like, yeah, we don't believe you're you're a real person. And I was like. I, I think I left it for like two months and then I was just like, I cannot stand looking at this name anymore. And then I, sp- so I just created a new Facebook, um, which I, 
So, Facebook, please get better to your trans and gender diverse people. Honestly, there are so many random ass names in this world. Yeah. I feel like not believing that a certain name is a name is yeah. kind of outdated now. Yeah. Especially with all the cultures we have. True. Yeah. I mean, I never really thought about the fact that Compass is a weird name. Of, like, nobody else has it as a name. But I never thought about it. <laughs> but, like, everybody asks me, is like, oh... Is that, like, where does that come from? Where's that name come from? Did your parents give you that name? And I'm just like, I didn't realise it was that weird. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't really think it's weird enough to question if people gave you that name or yeah. not. I, I think they mostly ask that because I look very queer. So uh, they're just like, oh, it's a queer, yeah. It, it still doesn't register in my head that the names queer people introduce themselves with aren't their, like, birth names or something. I just automatically assume, oh, okay, that's your name. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've gotten, like, way better with that. I think um, I used to have a little bit of a tricky time switching names, but now literally anybody could be like, even if I've known them for years, they're like, oh, I prefer going by this, and I, like, I'm pretty good with it now. If, like, I can immediately switch, but it did take a long time to be able to, like, just do that. Yeah, that's probably something important for queer people to remember about Christmas time and family Mm. as well, though. As long as it takes us to come into our identity and to get used to what works for us, people who aren't us don't go through that process until we tell them. Yeah, that's so true. That's a good thing to remember. And I think as well, especially for people that aren't in queer spaces or in rainbow spaces, they probably don't really you know, have that experience of having to change their language for somebody that they've known for so long. And they probably don't know how to go about it. Yeah. Which is, like, it's really, it can be really frustrating being, like, I've told you this way and, like, it's really important to me but it feels like you're not putting in the effort when, and that's why I really want to, like, create, like, a resource or something for Mm. people who are going through that but don't know how to change their habits or don't know how to change that because it's so Ooh, tough. That's a really good yeah. thing, though. That's really... Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we're coming to the end of our time on air. Is there any last, you know, thoughts or tip tip tops? Top tips? Um. If all else fails of Christmas, just... Put on some uh, Chicken Little and <laughs> eat some good food on your own. Can't yeah. go wrong with that. Yeah. I, I find it very useful to make fun of people in my head of just being like, <laughs> if they can't get my name or my pronouns right, I'm just like, that's not on me. That is on them. And or like, you can call yeah. them by a different name and be like, yo, yeah. Steven. Steve. My name is Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Steven. Steven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we are going to continue this conversation in podcast form. Um, So you can find our podcast under Speak Out Radio on Spotify, on Podbean, and on iTunes. You can also find it on our website at um, insideout.org.nz. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. And we're just carrying on. Welcome back to the loyal one. (laughs) Hello, hello. Hello, loyal ones. <laughs> You're our favorite ones. <laughs> we appreciate you get, your existence. Yeah, you get a gold star. We'll send it to you through the mail. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> With some warm fuzzies. Yeah. Oh, but what you don't know is when you listen to a podcast, we actually get your address. Oh. I'm kidding. We don't have your address. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fully joking. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I guess we can just, like, carry on just talking about, like, how to survive being around people (laughs) yeah yeah um i mean it's summertime here so if people are trying to force you into all these itchy annoying pieces of clothes Mm. complain well it's summertime i should be able to wear what i want because it's too hot yes yes great excuse great love it yeah um, I think as well, like on the topic of summer and clothing, I think it's important to say like people that wear binders, like you have to take them off if it's too hot. I'm sorry. Like we were chitting, uh, chitting about it, chit chatting about it earlier of like, yeah, we're, I was like, it's never too hot to wear a binder, but it is. And take care of yourself. Or if you really don't want to take the binder off, get one that's slightly bigger. 
so that yeah. it doesn't comp- like it still compresses enough but it's not skin tight and you're not sweating like yeah. a swimming pool amount of water on there yeah also like um like my favorite thing is like wear a hawaiian shirt mm. like a hawaiian print shirt because they're like quite thin they're quite like breezy um and like if it's you can probably wear a binder under that and it not be too hot yeah, but definitely. also, I feel like they're just very mask in general. So, yeah. Yeah, invest. And, and for any of our femmes. <laughs> yeah, our femmes. T- we love fans, you. We appreciate you. We love you. And if you want to wear a dress, you wear that dress. You wear that dress. Yes. It's Go. the perfect time for sundresses. <laughs> yes. Sundresses are so cute, honestly. Um, and they look very, like, breezy, you know? Mm. I enjoy looking at them. I would probably never wear one, but, like, yeah. Yeah, I definitely would not, but you do yeah. you, peeps. You do you. Um, yeah. I think as well, like, um, I think it's important to acknowledge as well, like, for the people with partners that are going home and having to, like, mm. you know, not acknowledge that their partner is their partner or can't bring their partner with them, like, that's really tough. But, um, like, I think you need to keep yourself safe first but also that really sucks yeah i mean one of the great things about this day and age is we have technology yeah you're not completely without contact yeah and at the very least you know that when you come back you have some form of contact to look forward to Mm, exactly i think as well there's like um there's a lot of pressure put on especially christmas and new years of like that's what you spend it with the people that you love and if you don't spend time with somebody that means you don't love them which is like is not true it's sort of like it's just a nice holiday I mean obviously it has a lot of like religious and cultural um Mm. like significance to a lot of people but also not spending it with someone doesn't mean that you don't love them Yeah. yeah I feel like it's also important to understand that there might be some older grandparents who literally can't travel to their kids Mm. the other side of the world, and maybe the kids are working until right before Christmas, so they can't possibly travel one day across the other side of the world. And that doesn't mean you don't love them. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's just important to, like, acknowledge that we interact with each other in different ways, and just because you're not like in the same room as somebody doesn't mean that your connection isn't as real or that you can't like express love to each other through technology like you can like FaceTime each other or message each other and that is like um a really important way that we communicate with each other now yeah yeah honestly technology in this case isn't a bad thing it has so many benefits to us we don't have to physically be everywhere at one go true Yeah, I think as well it's important to set boundaries as well, especially during this time of like everybody's finishing up school and uni or um, they're going on break from work. And it's sort of that thing of you feel a lot of pressure to hang out with as many people as you can because you might Mm. not see them again for a long time, which is like you need to be honest with yourself and set boundaries of like I can deal with seeing this many people um, and then like you know, prioritizing or saying like, I really want to see this person and like this person in person and this person I like connect to really well through technology and just being open and honest about that and setting boundaries and doing that. Yeah. Or if you really want to meet with a bunch of people and you can't organize a group hangout day. Yes. I love that. And we're lucky that in Wellington we have the waterfront full of a whole bunch of cool fairs and things that go on. Yes. We're lucky we have the Te Papa Museum. And to be honest, if you're more of a nighttime person, it's always fun going up Mount Victoria and looking at the sky and everything going on. Mm. Yeah, like there's a lot to do. There is a lot to do in Wellington. As long, I feel like the thing with Wellington is I feel like there's not a lot that you can do by yourself, but there is so much you can do with other people. I actually kind of disagree with that. Uh-huh. I'm for I'm quite a I guess introverted, well, ambiverted really, but yeah. quite an introverted person, and I like having time and place going places on my own. I feel a lot less pressure to have to make it fun and enjoyable for others. Mm. So yeah. I personally prefer going to museums on my own and going to like fairs and stuff on my own. That's really interesting. Movies are yeah. fun with other people because then when parts are ridiculous, I can complain to them and, like, snicker with them yeah. and 
roll my eyes with them and then we can judge it afterwards yeah i i think i'm like the exact opposite of that i feel like i'm a very extroverted person i never noticed oh you didn't notice oh my (laughs) goodness um like i love being around people not all the time like i need me time you know but um i love going out with people and i find it really hard to go places without other people um like as especially museums like I have a hard time going to museums with with like just by myself um unless I'm there for a really specific reason Mm -hmm. and I just love having other people there with me in those spaces also I cannot do movies like in general because I have ADHD I I went to go see Frozen 2 last night um and I was sitting there and I was like I just want to talk like (laughs) but like I was there with two other people that are also very much talkers um but also i'm german so i i like if i'm around people i'm just like i shall stay in my lane i shall sit in my spot i shall not disturb the others around me whereas they were just like you're giving me such a look you're giving me such a look shay what do you mean by that look you're full of adhd so <laughs> when do you stay in your spot yeah. and be quiet yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I feel like it's it's mostly when I'm in spaces where it's sort of like you have to be quiet or like they like other people around you would want you to be quiet. I'm just you like, I will be spaces? quiet. So I go to the movies, I go on public transport, you know. Um, but I was there with two other people who were just like, who were not afraid to say what they were thinking. And I was just sitting there and I was like, you two are living what I want to live. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like after that, you guys should have just gone out to get some ice cream or something and, like, completely and utterly talked. Yes, I would have loved that. Um, I had a lot to talk about. Um, yeah. Um, I had a train of thought and I completely lost it. ADHD brains. ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that, and I kind of do understand that, though. For me, I, I love watching movies and stuff because if I get really fixated, I'm hyper fixated. Mm. And that's everything until something stupid happens and then my attention's completely gone and it's to the people and like, what do they think? Oh, I'm completely different. Of like, as soon as like <laughs> stupid happens, I'm like, I've got to watch this movie and I'm going to enjoy every single stupid thing that ever's <laughs> happening in this movie. I love bad movies. Oh, yeah, that yeah. probably just has something to do with the fact that I like creating these things and mm. I'm high-key judging. Fair, that's fair. I just enjoy, like, I don't know. I just enjoy watching bad movies because I just find them very funny. Hey, yeah. hey, maybe that's something you can do if you're having a bad Christmas in your queer. Yeah, Enjoy some terrible Christmas movies. That, there are yeah. plenty of them. Actually, there is a new, I think it's, like, entirely sapphic. I don't know if they're like what the identities of the people in the movie actually are but like it's a a cast of entirely women queer women um and it's a hallmark movie i think it's called seasons of love and it's just come out like a couple days ago i haven't seen it yet but who doesn't love a queer hallmark movie so literally that goes for pretty much all queer people unless you're purposely against watching more queer things and you're struggling (laughs) with yourself yeah in which case I respect you, and I'm sorry. Yeah. But to everybody else. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, oh, I I just finished season one of Pose. Have you watched Pose? I have not. Uh, Tabby recommended it to me, and I was sort of like, I didn't watch it for two months, and then I watched the entire first season within a week. Um, it's about the the ballroom scene um, during the the nineteen eighties in America um, when the AIDS epidemic, the uh, HIV AIDS epidemic, yeah. was happening, um, and it's so gorgeous it's beautiful and it feels so authentically queer of like they have trans women playing trans women like they have an amazing beautiful diverse cast that you really don't get to see anywhere else which like is sad because we don't get to see it anywhere else but also i'm so grateful that this was created Yeah, yeah that's good also now that you mentioned like the aids epidemic and stuff yeah for anybody going home or hanging out with family um, if you approach the question, so, what do you think you're going to do about children? Or, so, how do you guys... I, I'm do not it. going I'm yeah. not going to pull that gesture. Yeah, yeah. Um, one, you can completely ignore the whole sex talk thing. Yeah. 
you can you can ignore that and say mind your own business. Yeah. Now with the children thing, luckily we are able to adopt here regardless of anything. You can just adopt children if you want children. You don't have to have blood. That ha- like, you don't need to have yeah. blood. You're experiencing that blood doesn't necessarily mean everything. Yeah. Exactly. I love the fact they use the AIDS epidemic to segue to that. <laughs> like, that was a strange segue, but I appreciated it. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that that's such a thing that comes off a lot of like, oh, when are you going to, you know, get married or have kids? And um, especially I feel if, like, you're queer, um, like, that's something that really hangs over you because I mm. think a lot of people are like, oh, I'll never have grandkids. And, like, you can adopt. And they're like, oh, but it's not the same. And I'm like, it is the same. It's a child that you'll love. Like, it is, like, the same. They're still a family. and But we yeah. have such a, like, rigid view of what the nuclear family, family should look like when really it's all about Fano and it's all about, like, the people that you surround you with and, um, yourself with instead of just, like, the five people that are, like, mm. most directly related to you. Yeah. Also, I feel like it's kind of misguided about, like, the idea of raising children. We have this understanding that everybody just wants the best for their children. Yeah. But it seems like there is more of an expectation of having the perfect child, um, the one who's perfectly integrated in their culture, has top grades, is really good at everything, as opposed to just wanting to do the best for your child. Yeah. So in that case, do genetics really play that much of an important role in whether mm. they have great grades and are the perfect child? That's such a good point. You can love a child regardless of whether they're blood or not. Yeah. I feel like that's another thing that really comes up often over the, the holiday period of like, oh, what did you do this year? It's like sort of that thing of like, give me all of your achievements that you've gotten this year so I can like <laughs> decide whether or not to respect you. Like There's that's also the snarky yeah. aunts and stuff who are trying to compare their child's achievements together. Yeah. yeah, which is so frustrating. And I think for me, I've sort of had a... I've had a wild year of just being, like, up and down about, yeah. like, whether or not I'm doing enough. That's a queer just, mood, though. You know, a queer mood. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. But I'm not ready for all of that. I'm not ready for those questions. Um, and I think the the next episode we're going to talk more about, like, what we've been doing this year and what we're doing next year. So we're mm. going to we're gonna park that, that thought and come back to it next time. Um, yeah, but I think in general this can just be a really tricky time of year especially when you feel like you have to hide a part of yourself or you can't be completely honest or I feel as well it can it can be really hard as well when you're being yourself but you're constantly having to defend who you are of like it's exhausting is that a queer existence though yeah it is indeed it is indeed (laughs) which is like it's really tough especially when um you know I feel like a lot of people expect it going into like those spaces, but also it's, it wears you down and it's, it's exhausting. It um, does. So just be sure that you have somebody to chat to, that you have somewhere to like time out, even if it's just like the bathroom where you can read a magazine or something. Like be sure that you have like, um, a, even if it's the tiniest support system, like you have something to fall back on. Yeah. Um, one thing that might be helpful to do prior to throwing yourself into all of that, um, make a list of the best possible scenarios and the worst possible scenarios. Then from there, um, make a list of what you'd like to get out of the scenarios and what you hope can happen Mm -hmm. and ways that you might deal with the worst possible scenarios. So going into that, you have a basic idea of what you can do and respond to. And then from there, it should be able to get easier as time goes on. That's so smart. My mind is blown. What? <laughs> That's such a good idea. I of have like, autism. Yeah. I have to do this on, <laughs> on a regular basis to make sense of things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's a uh, autism and ADHD. We're like, we're cousins, you know? Yeah. Of like, but because I have ADHD, I can't make lists or remember things or keep things but that's such a good point of like you have to 
I think we do it we do it as well with like because with Inside Out we do workshops and obviously mm. sometimes there are curly questions in there it's like you write down beforehand what your boundaries are and then like how you would respond if those boundaries get like broken or somebody's trying to trade over those boundaries yeah of like write down you know what you're comfortable with comfortable talking about and then how you're going to divert if you can't um yeah that's such a good idea i think i'm gonna do that actually <laughs> yeah of like, i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that definitely yeah. yeah one of my friends was having kind of relationship troubles and i brought up like this whole list thing to her and her mind was blown yeah so then she asked you've done this a lot haven't you yes I have done years of trying to figure this sort of list out and I have now perfected it. Doesn't mean it's great implementation. I've just perfected the listing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I think as well, that's sort of a really important thing of like, sometimes when you get into a really bad situation, you're like, oh, what do I do from here? Or you start panicking or you're just like, I don't know how to get out of this. But if you sort of prepare beforehand a little bit of even just saying like, I can contact this person or I can like go for a walk or I could like, um, you know, grab a book and go here. Um, Like those sort of things help you because you have something to do like you don't need to come up with a plan in the moment you already have one there that you just need to implement exactly yeah but also if you're really feeling overwhelmed don't keep yourself in that situation Mm. know that it's okay to have a bit of a breakdown or have a bit of quiet time away from it because it does not help to just push it down yeah that is probably one of the most unhealthy things you can do yeah exactly And I think as well, there's, like, no shame in just, like, leaving. Like, if you've gone somewhere, like, you've gone to your family's home or something like that, and you really are not feeling comfortable there, it's okay to leave. And, like, you know, no cafes will be open, but it's okay to go for a walk or ask your friend if you can go around to theirs. Like, that's okay. And, like, this should be a happy time of year. Yeah. Um, It shouldn't be stressful or sad or, like, making you really distressed or really unhappy. And it's okay to put yourself first in that situation. Yeah. You time is just as important as family time. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. What What other things were... I feel like we went off on that. Like, we were... We got into it. Um, so, what have we talked about? We've talked about family we've talked about presence we've talked about um children we've got we've covered a lot of ground um we were also what we wanted to talk about a little bit was you know the fact that i mean this is a religious holiday um and that can be really tricky of like i know personally from like my own family being quite religious it's sort of that thing of like on christmas day they want you to go to like church for a christmas service which i'm like really not comfy with so maybe we could i'm not sure what your experience with religion is but maybe we could talk about it a little bit you know mm-hmm. yeah um so my mother's side which uh the dutch and well, yeah, um, we're like, we're neighbours as well yeah. as cousins. <laughs> like, our brains are cousins and we are neighbours. Yeah. Um, so, when my mother was still alive, there used to be, like, the week of Christmas, we'd go over to her sister's place, or grandparents' place, and kind of do a, like, secret Santa with all the family there. Cute. Um, they were very religious. Mm. However, uh, that time wasn't religious. Sometimes they would implement Christmas carols and talk about the true meaning of Christmas and what it means and everything. But they were able to mix it with enough of the Kiwi culture to make it um, as open for everyone, including Mm. like the little kids who had just started school and were highly aware of consumerism. Yeah. Not knowing what it was, but aware. Yeah. That happened. Regarding church and stuff, uh, in my final year of high school, I started going to a church. And I actually was pretty open about not being, well, about being queer, yeah. to put it plainly. Um, and they actually received it pretty well. And I was invited to spend uh, the Christmas Eve with some of my church friends and stuff. And I had no issues with that. Mm. Even though it was technically religious, there were no issues about my queer identity. It was just a, you're here, 
we don't all have like families or people to spend time with. We're going to enjoy this meal. We're going to enjoy each other's company and try and make it the best we can for everyone because we've probably all got things going on. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think I've grown a lot even just this year with religion because obviously I grew up in a not. A, I would say it's not super religious, but it's also more religious than most. Um, yeah. And I, there is a very definitive difference between like you being in a space where people like are making you do religious things even though you're not comfortable with it versus being in a space where they're like oh is it okay if we like you know say a prayer or you know talk about the the true meaning of christmas or something like that Mm -hmm. there is a definitive difference between that sort of thing of like saying this is how we celebrate this and this is how we appreciate like um you know our god or our religion um versus not being allowed to not go to church or and it there is a difference between saying like that's cool that's chill and not having the option um i yeah i think i've gotten a lot better i think um for me personally i think i was very much like had a lot of trauma around religion and just acknowledging it um because that was something that i was like no thank you no no thank you um i had the same thoughts growing up yeah I saw religion as this really scary thing that was against me, and I couldn't. I didn't understand why. I just knew it wasn't. It wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah. I think this year, I think I've become a bit more. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't say open-minded, but I think I've become more comfortable with, you know, being around. <laughs> this is going to sound a bit dodge but but like being around religious people while in religious spaces Mm. um simply because like i've worked through some of like my trauma there and acknowledging the fact that just because somebody is religious and they're in a religious space doesn't mean that they're expecting me to be um which i think has been a, a really big changing like turning point for me of being like i'm not religious and i don't have to be um but i can still um appreciate somebody else's like religion and appreciate the fact that this is important to them um I do think it's going to be tough for me being around family Mm. over Christmas and then obviously being religious I think that's going to be tricky for me to be like no thank you but they they know I'm not religious so I think it's going to be a lot easier but I think as well it's going to be a challenge for me to put in like set up boundaries um and just be like I'm not gonna go to church with you I'm not gonna say a prayer but like y'all go for it and I'm gonna appreciate the fact that this is important to you um which I think has been a big turning point for me you know what one for the benefit of anybody listening who might be in the same sort of predicament let's try out this listing technique for you (laughs) okay one what do you think the best possible outcome could be for you um the for christmas in general yes um i think that it's chill like Mm -hmm. we don't have a a a more than just a scottish argument so we don't have more than a scottish argument um and that my name and pronouns are respected throughout and what about regarding the whole religion thing um i think best case scenario is that they're able to go to church they're able to do their thing um but they don't make me do it that's the best possible thing. Okay. I think. And the worst possible scenario. They try and get me to go to church and they try and make me do a prayer. <laughs> yeah. They try and make you or they make I you? I will not do it. Um, but, like, I think that would still be stressful because it's just, like, years of that happening and then having that happen again I think would not be great for my brain. Um, yeah, I think that would not be great. Okay. Now, for the best... Actually, we'll start with the worst and then we'll get better. Yeah. That's a better idea. Yeah. Now, if they do, at some point in time, try to force you to do that, how can you react to that in a way that won't trigger you mm. but will make them stop? Um, I think, um, to be honest, I think with where I am at with my family, I think it would be okay for me to just say no or no thanks. Um and just, like, if they carry on, like, persisting, just, like, leaving and going to a different room and just staying there for a little bit and then coming back and saying, like, no, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it will be... I 
it's I really don't think it's gonna happen I think they'll be like oh would you like to do this and I'd be like no and they'll be fine with it um but I think it's more going to be like an internal process of being like oh this has happened for like my entire life and I'm sort of you know getting moving past that but then having to go back into that I think that's going to be tricky so I think it will be about um, me going to a different room having a chat with someone I think would be really important to me and then being able to go back there and be like you know carry on um you've talked a lot about like the trauma from the past and I'm yeah. sure that we all have some form of trauma especially relating to religion or our family and Christmas yeah. time how do you find um dealing with this trauma yeah um do you mean like emotionally or like like what can I do to help myself like get out of it how how do you deal with it and move forward with it um I find distraction really good of like um especially if it comes up I get really I can get quite upset um then I think going and distracting myself is the best way and then being able to move through it um it's the best way for me of like I can't, I'm not, I don't make great decisions while, while I'm emotional so what I try and do is like calm down my emotions and then make a decision from there yeah. okay and that leads into the positive thing how can you make a, a more positive Christmas for you or the best closest to the best possible scenario whenever anything bad happens you can always uh, get some alone time try and calm yourself down distract yourself with whatever you can yeah then come back into it and decide what you're gonna do yeah yeah I think that is probably the best scenario but I think I would have had a hard time like not doing this exercise I think I would have had a hard time of just being like I'm gonna leave now for like you know 20 minutes and then I'll come back when I feel a bit better how do you know when it's the right time to leave um I think it's mostly when um I get a bit I think it's a, me and my family, we, we have a tendency to get very defensive. So I think it's when I feel defensive, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm going to go time out because nothing valuable is going to come out of this from here. Cool. Yeah. That's an important thing for anybody listening. If you feel like it's a point where nothing helpful will come out, take your leave. Take a bit of time out. Yeah. And I think as well, it's, um, yeah. I think it's hard to recognize that sometimes of saying like, oh, am I just like saying this because, you know, I don't want them to win or am I saying this because like it's actually going to, you know, make my time better, my time here better or it's going to, you know, improve their time here. I think that's where, I think that's where, especially with my family, we get a lot of to a space where we're just like, I'm not going to let you win. Um which is an amalgamation of my German and Scottish side. Yeah. We love to win. Yeah, that's yeah. also very Dutch and Molly. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's just like a, a worldly thing of like everybody just loves to win. Yeah. I guess if you feel like you're getting a lot more emotionally attached to this mm. and like it's actually affecting you beyond your ego, yeah, that's something you need to acknowledge yeah. and prioritise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel good. I feel like I haven't, I feel like I knew that somewhere of like, oh, I get defensive and then nothing good happens. But it's nice to like be able to say it out loud and then say like, oh, okay, this is my, my boundary. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's, that's the whole idea with the best and worst possible yeah. scenarios. It's like setting boundaries. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do one for you? I'm kind of not really worried, no. to be honest. No? Like, I'm spending the day with my friend. The best possible scenario is that she doesn't get... A panic attack the worst possible scenario is that she gets a big panic attack <laughs> either way i've dealt with many of her panic attacks in the past yeah of like it's you feel pretty fine. confident going in there yeah very hell yeah that's so good i love that and i'm not worried about a family they're yeah. not my family yeah yeah for some reason they like me and i'm like the worst possible child that ever wants to have in the family <laughs> oh my gosh i I, f- I feel like you would be i feel like you would make like a really great like uncle you know (laughs) of like I would you know you're just like a lot of fun to be around you have a lot of great advice to give I love it yeah and that's why most of my friends come to me to be the counselor yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah 
Hashtag I'm a cancer, guys. You're a cancer? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense. I know, right? That makes so much sense. My top trait is also empathy. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, so we've been going for nearly an hour now. Um, 59 minutes and 40 seconds, to be exact. <laughs> um, so I reckon like now is a good time to you know share our closing thoughts and wrap up. Honestly, I just hope that for anybody who's listening, this talk could have helped you with navigating the Christmas season because it's a tricky time. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, like, we talked mostly about Christmas simply because that's, I, I feel like that's our experience and that's also, um, I'm so in, in Aotearoa, I feel like that was probably the most common holiday as well. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, it's still tough going back to your family, even if it's for like it's for Hanukkah or for a different. Um, it can be for any event. holiday yeah. season. Yeah, um, yeah. So I can't think of anything else that I'd like to add. I feel like we've gone over a lot, and I feel like you know, every now and then I just like leave from recording, and I'm just like, wow, I learned so much, and I feel <laughs> so much like more knowledgeable as a human being, and I feel like today is one of those days. Yeah. So thank you very much. Um, So our next episode for Speak Out, which is coming out in two weeks on, I I don't know, like the 17th or something. I don't know. Um, That's going to be our last episode for the year. Um, So we're going to be chatting about, um, you know, what's happened this year with um, Inside Out and with Speak Out. And then we're going to also be talking about where we're going in future with Speak Out because we had a great meeting and we've come up with a lot of new ideas to sort of get the most out of Speak Out because I feel like Mm -hmm. it's such an amazing resource that we can be implementing in a lot of different ways. So I'm really excited for that. Um, And hopefully we'll have your ears next time. I was like, see you next time, but... We can't see you. It's a podcast. Hopefully you'll tune in next time. Yeah, hopefully you'll tune in next time. Thank you for that one. Yeah. Kakeets!